Hey everybody, it's Dave here, and what a big day it was. Black Tuesday, if you're one of those players that got cut today by the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings were required to get to the NFL-regulated 53-man roster by 3 o'clock Central this afternoon. They did. And next, we have those roster cuts, and who's left for you? Joining me today will be Tanishka Maskar of Climbing the Pocket and Zone Covers. And after this. It is time for Climbing the Pocket's Vikings Daily Sit Rep. Hey there, Tanishka. How are you doing this day on this lovely Tuesday? I'm doing great. I There's just so much that happened today, so I'm just trying to take it all in and make sure I didn't miss anything. How about you? Well, it's I've been doing the same. It's been a rainy day, and the reason mm-hmm. we delayed is I needed to walk my dog. He hadn't been out in a while, so we did that. It was fun tracking everything. It started just a little bit after 8 a.m. this morning, and it just kept on going. Click, 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 click. I see Dan's with us. Welcome to the show, Dan. We were having fun today tracking everything. What did you like? What did you see that was either surprising you liked? What did you think of the trades, et cetera? I mean, I honestly liked uh, just – Moving on from both quarterbacks, we'll see which one ends up on the practice squad if either of them do. Um, I just, I was kind of worried a little bit that they would end up going three on the active roster, but I just thought there was too much talent in other spots for them to afford spending three spots there. So I'm glad they didn't do that. Um, I thought that the receiver position, it was a little bit, I know that once BC was declared out for the season, things probably changed like with their plans. Mm-hmm. So I thought, um, I still had, I, I really hoped Tristan Jackson would make the 53 man. Um, but if he does end up on the practice squad, it's probably okay. Um, but I don't, I feel like they're not done at the receiver position because they have five right now. And, um, just with the talent of their tight ends this year, with not having a lot of good pass catching tight ends, I thought they would keep six. I remember that there was even a time where um, we speculated seven. So um, I feel like they might add someone. I saw the Jalen Rager trade rumors. I don't know how true any of that is. Um, that would be really funny. I mean, I'm here for that just for the content. Um, but I, uh, trading a fifth for him seems a little pricey. Um but I guess surprising or something I didn't like was cutting Armin Watts. I, I still think they're going to regret that one. Um, I think they did it as like a cap dumping money uh, move precursor to like a different signing. But I can't say I like it because I thought he I think he was like slated to either start somewhere or be a pretty big contributor. So um if they really wanted a roster spot, they could have cut one of the like Bullard or James Lynch or uh, someone else. But if they did it for money and there's a move after this, I guess it's all in the works right now. So well, it's really hard to tell. He had it was a 2.5 million cap hit getting rid of him. They saved that. Now they did trade for uh, Ross Blacklock from 
the Texans. And the difference between the two is the Vikings gained about $1.4 million, is what I read, in cap space. Right. And people have to remember, today is the day that we go from counting the 51 against the cap to counting the 53 plus a practice squad. So that $10 million or so available cap space we had just went and shrunk real fast. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's why there. I just don't think there's anything significant they could have done with that money anyway. So I would have preferred. I thought Watts would have been a really big contributor this year. I really liked him. Um, so I, I'm not pleased with that. I hope he goes to the AFC or to a team that won't really be too much of a threat to us. Um, <laughs> another move that. I I really liked was uh, keeping Ben Ellison. I think he's probably the best uh, blocking tight end we have, and keeping three was probably really important. Um, and then one thing I feel like I've nobody has been talking about is keeping Aldi Udo. I genuinely did not think that he would make the roster. Um, so I guess with uh, Jesse Davis getting traded, that spot kind of did open up. But even then, I thought maybe Kyle Hinton or someone would have made it. I but. Good for him, I guess. He mm-hmm. we have depth there right. to the point where he might be like the fourth guard or like third tackle up. So that's a good thing. Well, and I agree. And I had him on the bubble. I didn't have him selected. Mm-hmm. I thought he was gonna get dropped. But he does have experience at guard and is playing tackle. And he has flashed at times where he's very, very good, and other times where he, he's a holding machine. But yeah. um it's I'm cool with that. You know, they kept yeah. Randall, and for the surprise on the tackle side is they kept the rookie, Vidarian Lowe. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, I thought he would go ahead. a practice squad candidate. I didn't think there would be enough spots to keep him. Um, but they kept their entire draft class except Nick Muse. I think they got everybody Correct. else in there. And uh, But I figure Vidarian Lowe and uh, – who was it? The uh, um, Luigi Valen, yeah, um, who they kept as a outside linebacker, the fifth edge rusher. I think you're going to see both those guys are going to become inactive day, inactive day or game day inactive buddies. That's what I'm trying to say because I think right. we're going to go all season unless they're absolutely needed. They're going to be inactive. But I'm glad they made the 53 because that means. We can yeah. grow them and, you know, in the future because they did have that promise. I thought that mm-hmm. was a good deal. Dan asked, was, what were the two trades? Well, Dan, the first trade was after they got rid of Armand Watts, the Vikings traded for Ross Blackwell, an interior defensive lineman, five-technique guy. Uh, he's been in the league two years already. He was a second-round draft choice. He is very much a penetrating type of defensive tackle. He is good at pass rush. He wasn't great at everything else. Actually, he was very poor at everything else. But the one thing he is good at is busting double teams and getting upfield in the pass rush. He's sort of like the Jalen Twyman replacement Mm -hmm. because they cut Twyman. So, and right now, as I see it, he's probably penciled in as the starter the third defensive tackle starter. We should see. He had promise. He had, he was doing really, really good last year. 
until he injured, I think it was his ankle or something like that. He had a minor injury. He played through it, but you saw his production drop. The other yeah. trade was getting rid of Jesse Davis. Yes, we ate some guaranteed money. I think it was $250,000 on that or whatever it was. But we traded Jesse Davis to the Pittsburgh Steelers, which uh, I thought was a decent trade. We get a the Pittsburgh Steelers' seventh-round draft pick in return of the 2025 draft. So we lose our 2024 seventh-rounder for Nick Mullins when we got him, and now we basically gain it back the year afterwards, which makes that trade even look better. But I think it's good. The linemen ended up with, let's see... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten were kept. Yep. Yeah, I think I liked Blacklock coming out. Um, he didn't. He hasn't yet lived up to those expectations in the NFL. But honestly, being on the Texans and just not having a lot around him um, is probably a part of that too. If I feel like just on this team with all the players we have from like Harrison Phillips, Dalvin Tomlinson, anyone like Zadarius Smith, um, just Everybody that's going to mentor him and just coach him up, I feel like this is a really good spot for him to truly develop and take another step. And uh, he likes winters, apparently, according to his uh, Twitter, so I'm sure he'll like it in Minnesota. He gets plenty of them up there. I hope he likes ice fishing. Yeah. Um, I thought that trade was interesting um, because – I, the, I know that ever since they like cleared up cap, everybody was like, go grab Sue. But I don't think that's truly a possibility. It doesn't really seem like something the Vikings would be interested in. I thought this was interesting because um, they replaced uh, Armand Watts' spot, basically. And they still cleared up some money. So whatever they use it for, it doesn't seem like it's going to be another defensive tackle. I think they feel like they're pretty set there. I think so, too. Uh, the one thing, there were some rumors that came out today. One is uh, Jalen Rager from the Eagles adding to the wide receiver core. That was an extremely interesting one, knowing the whole backstory and how he was selected in front of <laughs> Justin Jefferson. That would be a cool add because he is a quality receiver. Uh, yeah. He would be fighting for that you know, wide receiver four, five, six spot, but it, it would be an interesting story. It would be really funny because um, the other pick that Howie Roseman made was J.J. Ortega-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf. Then they traded him to Seattle where D.K. is. So if that happened, it would be like a complete parallel. But honestly, um, I do think that a trade for Rager, if the price is right, would actually be um, – but beneficial for him and for us because um for him I know that like this year if he does end up staying on the Eagles he's got there's Devonta Smith and then they AJ Brown and Quez Watkins so there's true receiver talent in Philly now but um our receiver talent obviously is really good with our top three and Amir Smith-Marset so um if he did come here I feel like he would truly develop here if he still has it in him um so, like, even aside from just being that punt returner, which I, I honestly don't think Amir Smith-Marset, I, I'm not 
really full on him being that guy because I saw him bobble like every other putt. Mm. Yeah, I saw him bobble way too much in the preseason. Um, So if Rager did take that role on and become that sixth receiver or fifth receiver, um, I think that that would be a pretty beneficial trade for uh, both of us. And I mean, I don't know what Rager thinks of the Vikings after everything that he's dealt with being in Jefferson's shadow and all of that. But um, if he wanted a fresh start, I feel like this fan base and even Jefferson, just everybody, it, it, I feel like it could work here. Oh, I do too. And but the price has to be right. Right. And we've got a good wide receiver coach that uh, Mm -hmm. wide receivers love. So I think it would be a great fit if that happened. The other rumor I was seeing today is the Vikings still may be working on getting a center. We wonder why that is. (laughs) Uh, No, this, if they truly got a center that's even average or honestly, even below average, because right now we're right at the bottom of like all the starting centers and even a couple backups that are probably better than Bradbury. Um, if they truly got a center that was maybe even like top 20, 25, mm-hmm. uh, that offensive line suddenly becomes a strength, I think, especially if Ingram keeps playing the way he is. I saw that he was the highest rated um, rookie guard. guard in the preseason. Um, so that's that's exciting. And then I think that Cleveland, Derrissaw, and O'Neal are all really good pieces. So if they do figure center out for this year um, – that would really help this offense because like you look at it right out of the gates week one, you play Kenny Clark week two, you got like Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox. Um, so just right there is Bradbury going to survive those two weeks. And then I honestly do hope uh, they keep trying or at least try Chris Reed at center. Um, he might just end up being another Brett Jones kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I feel like he would be the second best option um, I know there were people like advocating for Austin Schlotman, but I I don't think he was particularly good against like twos and threes in the preseason for him to be a starting center. Um, so as a depth piece, he's fine. But anything they can do to upgrade that center piece, that that would be huge. Mm-hmm. And they did cut Josh Sokol today, but they do hope they already said they hope to bring him back on the training squad, which I think is a good thing, so they can groom him and grow him as well to be a possible center of the future if they get that far. That, Mm -hmm. I hope they do. I really, really hope they do. Um, Yes, Adnan, Jesse Davis wasn't good. I agree there. But we'll see on what happens. you got to remember, we've cut down to the 53. Everybody has. Well, a lot of those players that were released were waived, so they can now go through the waiver process and teams will make their claims. I think the Vikings is 12th on the claim list, go through all their claims. We, we got to see if any, if the Vikings get any of the claims they, you know, put out there. And if they do, they bring that player on, they're automatically on the 53. They've got to take one of our bubble players and move him off and release him. And the roster starts to churn. Plus, if mm-hmm. there are free agents that are, you know, some vested vets that were released, they could be picked up most likely after week one. Target that um, spot for after them because that's when the vested veteran clause falls off 
and they can pay him just basically by week if you want to think yeah. of it that way. So there's still going to be some roster movement at the bottom end of the roster between now and the next few weeks. So expect mm -hmm. that. And then on and off the practice squad all season long. That's normal. Exactly. I think uh, one of the more interesting uh, cuts today were was um, Tyler Johnson from the Bucks. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that if they don't get Rager, if they don't want Rager, um, he would be another good option. If he does get to 12, I highly doubt he's going to get to 12. Like someone of Chicago, if they're smart, they should probably uh, snag him up. Uh, unfortunately, but Tyler Johnson coming home and playing for Minnesota would be pretty nice because I remember a lot of people wanted him in the draft, and um, he would really fit that like fifth receiver role here. So uh, someone like him would be nice, but again, getting to twelve, just the chances seem really low. Well, and it all depends. Who knows? We maybe we can get lucky, but yes, yeah, so Tyler Johnson, yeah. he's he's one of us, as they say. Yes, from Minnesota. <laughs> So it would be mm -hmm. it would be a cool thing. We've got to wait and see. Now, were there any surprise cuts besides Armand Watts for you? Not entirely. I thought I, there was a part of me that thought that Blake Lynch might make it over Troy Dye. I thought Troy Dye was getting cooked left and right in coverage in the preseason. I didn't notice Lynch as much, so, which is probably a good thing, I think. Um so I hope Blake Lynch uh, comes back to the practice squad. I don't know if they said anything about that, um, but I really liked him. He was he actually has played a lot for us because of all the injuries with like Barr and even Kendricks. Um, so I thought he was always like that nice flyer fill-in linebacker. Um, so other than that, nothing too crazy. I don't think um, they kept all the running backs and Ham, which. I, I don't think there was truly any doubt about um, a Madison trade could still come. And if it does come, that's probably okay because um, you don't know. They'll probably not end up getting a, uh, a pick for him if he does walk next year. Yeah. So, they're lucky to be uh, get, to get a sixth compensation. Exactly. Pick. So I would take a six right all on day the bubble long. of whether he qualifies or doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's no future for him on this team beyond this year. And I wouldn't even be surprised if Ty Chandler ended up uh, surpassing him sometime through the season with more touches. Um, because it seems like the front office and the coaches, too, like Chandler more than Madison with just being able to, like, be, being open to listening to a trade. Um, so if they can get anything for him, I would do it. You still have uh, Wang Wu, and then you still have Kobach on the uh, practice squad, probably, mm -hmm. if you ever have injuries or something. And it's a running back. Like, I don't think right. it's and that, the end of the world. When the Traeger trade come up, possibility rumor, one of the teams that's desperate for a good running back and has talked about Madison is the Eagles. So I thought yeah. that might be lumped in. But we'll see. You know, we might find out in the yeah. next 24 hours. Should be interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anything. Other, the Armand Watts one blew my mind. I didn't expect that. Yeah, me too. I, I also like had still. Lynch over Die, but they kept Die. Die mm -hmm. tends to do well on special teams, or at least tries to. He's gone. Uh, some of the other special teamers that were used to Dan Chisna's gone. 
Uh, they didn't keep Tristan Jackson talking about receivers. Hopefully he makes the practice squad. I'm trying to remember some of the other special teamers that got cut. Miles Dorn got cut. They kept Josh Metellus specifically, I think, for special teams because he is also good yep. there. I think he's the emergency uh, safety four if necessary. They cut Perry Nickerson. There, I mean, a whole bunch of them. They cut. There's nothing though surprising from what everybody was predicting, other than Armand Watts, is what I saw. Yeah. So. And I thought it was really interesting how um, with the 2021 draft class too, uh, Kwesi ended up basically purging that entire thing, except for the guys that have been proven contributors, like obviously Darisaw, mm-hmm. Bynum, uh, Wang Wu, and then Patrick Jones, I think, has looked really good this offseason and in preseason. Um and obviously uh, Amir Smith-Marset. But everybody else, I think other than those like four or five guys that have shown promise or have started games in the NFL, I think everybody else, pretty sure everybody else is gone now. Um, And I just thought that was interesting, especially because that draft class was like so heavily based on potential and development with the amount of raw players they drafted from like Chad Surratt, Janarius Robinson, Jalen Twyman. Um, And I get it because it's a new regime. They probably didn't want to spend time trying to develop guys they didn't pick. Um, And that too with like Kellen Mond, they didn't choose him. They tried him out I guess didn't work out so it was easy for them to let go of him and you even see this happening around the league too because the Raiders got rid of Alex uh Leatherwood uh Mm -hmm. because this regime didn't draft him um so I I'm actually really interested because I I'm like pretty sure they'll end up drafting a quarterback next year in some caliber I'm not saying the first round um but Kwesi will likely choose his first one next year so uh that's an exciting conversation for next off season for sure. I agree. And I do believe it'll probably be up there close to the first round. I think they're going to look yeah, at me too. Kirk Cousins replacement, unless he absolutely takes us to the Super Bowl. I don't. Well, you can't. Right. And the, like to that point, you can't pay Cousins and Jefferson. I don't think no, that would work on the salary get, cap. It would get really ridiculous. Yes. That's like basically 60 million plus on two players. It's not yeah. work. Or yeah. Or 60 to 70 million. Yes. That would hurt. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting. Adnan, another linebacker, possibly Devin. I saw your generous Robinson was a slight surprise. I didn't, I didn't have him making it, but hopefully he does make the practice squad and continues to develop uh, center tight end linebacker. Are some of the holes, Possibly, I'm okay with tight end, Adnan. Yeah, same. We have the catching one, which is obviously Herb Smith. Then we have Munt, and we have Ellison, which are blocking. If we lose Irv again, Munt and Ellison both can catch the ball. Now, obviously, they're not dynamic pass catchers. They're your typical blocking tight ends that occasionally can catch the football. I think the game plan changes then to more what yeah. Kevin O'Connell is used to, which is focusing on three wideouts. So I don't and I think see too, that changing. Yeah, and I think, too, um, tight end is just not going to be a huge part of this offense in, like, pass catching if Irv goes down because, um, like you said, those two are not nearly as talented. And you have – 
beyond the receivers, you got tons of talented pass catching running backs. Dalvin Cook is a great pass catcher. Alexander Madison, if he stays, I do think he's a good pass catcher. Chandler like can do it too. So um and Kevin O'Connell, I know, has it um the creativity in him to scheme around losing a tight end. Um so obviously the offense would be ten times more dynamic if Irv was healthy. Uh, and hopefully he is, but if he did go down, it's okay because now you have four capable receivers for sure too. Uh, Thomas asked earlier, does Mon make the practice squad? Do you think he makes the practice squad? No, I tweeted about this like sometime last week. Um, I just said that there's a possibility that they end up choosing Mannion over Mon for the practice squad. Um, I honestly think Mon's going to get claimed by someone anyway, but um I think if they had their choice, if both of them were just available, they would choose Mannion just because he is Kirk's guy. And I don't know what behind the scenes, how Mannion helps Kirk, but it's clearly significant enough for two separate regimes to think that there's some value in having him around. Um, So I think it'll be Mannion. I don't think anyone's really clamoring to claim him. As for Mond, I feel like there might be a team out there that thinks that they can do something to develop him or help him because he had a lot of fans before the draft. Like even the Texans mm-hmm. had Mond over Mills. They they got lucky. But um I think there's there's still Mond supporters out there. Like I know that his preseason, just everything that he's been through in Minnesota has not been very good on tape. But um it's not like if Josh Rosen's still getting chances in the NFL, I feel like Mond will get a second chance somewhere. It, it very well may. And speaking of Josh Rosen, he got released today. Um, yeah. Thomas asked, does Davison make the practice squad or Muse for that matter? Muse was the only Muse. rookie released. I'm thinking I think Muse, Muse makes it because, yeah, he's their pick. Um, I don't think they completely let him go. Uh, Davidson, it's, I feel like he has he has a lot of talent. He was another raw player from the 2021 class. Everyone in that class was just uh, drafted for the future, it seems like, because I feel like Rick just thought he was safe. But um, definitely Muse. I thought Davidson actually... Other than the, if he had caught those balls, he would be on the roster right now mm-hmm. because he has talent, but... His hands are bricks, so there's not anything worth keeping. You can probably find another Zach Davidson in like the six next year too, if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. I, I think so too. Uh, so I, I'm cool with that. That those mm-hmm. guys, one of them, and I would get. Uh, if you're going to keep anybody, they're going to keep Muse. So yeah, you know Davidson's cool story, Division Two punter, all that stuff, but we'll see. Um, Andrew thinks Davidson had some speed when he caught the ball, but that was the problem. Yes. <laughs> Primary deals. Yes. Tight ends are traditionally linemen hybrids, right? They are linemen that's supposed to be able to catch the football. And then when he drops it, that's, that defeats the purpose. <laughs> yeah. It does not happen that way. Let's see. Is there anybody else on the list? Luigi Villan, we talked about making Cesar Otomueo as a yeah. edge guy. That surprised me. I thought he was going to be that released and yep. a practice squad candidate, but he was kept. Me groomed. too. 
Oh. Yeah, and I also think him being their pick too. Um, I don't think I really noticed him much in the preseason, but uh, clearly they thought he would probably get swiped if they put him on the practice squad. So um, that makes sense. Yep. And other than that, I'm not seeing anybody that we didn't already figure is going to be what. And when it comes to backup quarterbacks, I do think it's going to be Mannion. I think they're going to want to have Mannion around, and they may activate him the first two weeks while Mullins is still trying to get up to speed. Now, whether Mullins plays or not, I think they want him as a backup if that's the case. If something happens to uh, Kirk during game one, they want somebody with enough knowledge to sit there and be able to talk, either go out on the field and fail if it's – Mannion, or be able to coach, you know, from the sidelines, being another set of eyes and ears to exactly Mullins, and see how it goes. So that's why I think Mannion's got a better chance of making it. Plus, you know, Kirk Cousins is probably going to advocate for that as well. A hundred percent. Yes, Thomas. We only have five wide receivers presently on the roster. That. That's lower than I thought it would be, but that's where yeah. we're at. And that's where that Jalen Rager rumor comes into play because it would be a great ad. And I'm more than willing to throw Madison in with that trade to get him. So if it happens. Madison in a seventh or something is something I yeah. would gladly do. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would too. Uh, a Adnan says he likes Patrick Jones. So do I. Patrick Jones Me too. is one of your primary backups at outside linebacker at edge. I'm really excited for him too, because it pretty much feels like he's overtaken DJ Wanham as that third guy, um, which is, I think, huge for the team because Wanham was never truly a dangerous pass rusher. He basically just leached off of other guys. As, <laughs> um, he just stole sacks basically. So um or if he was playing the Bears, everything was just unblocked. But um, I think Patrick Jones has that talent to create for himself and for everybody else on the line. So if he can keep developing throughout the season, you might really have something there with him. I I agree completely. And Devin, I like your suggestion here that Mannion is like an additional practice squad coach. Mm-hmm. I agree with it. Yeah. That's brilliant. Um, he is. So that's a good thing. Now, is there anything in the near future that you expect in the next 12, 24, 48 hours to see the Vikings do? I don't know how true these center rumors are, but if they are, I would be ecstatic. I did see like um, Darren Wilson say that they were talking about trading for some linemen with some AFC teams. So clearly they know that there's something wrong with their line or they need more help there so uh hopefully that works out i thought on that note i thought that alec lindstrom getting released by the cowboys i know they want him back on the practice squad but honestly he might be better than like schlotman or i i don't know he might be someone that we might be able to snag if he gets to us in the waiver wires um so just trying to add offensive line i feel like that's gonna be there at some point and then on the other hand, um, I think they'll add another receiver. I don't see them going into the season with five. Could be. Now, now that you're back at school, 
and we can notice everything behind you. When's the next article coming out on zone coverage? Um, hopefully this week. I I'm probably just gonna write a season prediction kind of piece, which is which will probably be controversial just because um we I, I like everybody has very different expectations for what this team is gonna be in twenty twenty two. I still don't know for sure myself, but um it'll be fun to predict. <laughs> well, do you remember what I said at the beginning of the off season? What did you have? Nine eight? Eight eight and one with the tie going to the Detroit Lions. Oh, classic. Now, <laughs> do I want eight eight and one? No, I do not want eight eight and one. I think there's enough talent on this team, especially if they yeah. stay healthy, that they can win 10, 11, 12, 13 football games. The schedule is good. We don't play any mm-hmm. other than Aaron Rodgers. We don't play any <laughs> outstanding, real outstanding quarterbacks. And Aaron Rodgers, even on week one's coming in, he hasn't played yet either. He and Kirk Cousins both, right? Mm-hmm. And but he's got all new receivers. Kirk Cousins exactly. Doesn't. The Vikings are running new systems that the Packers aren't used to, other than the Petten mm-hmm. influence on the defense. So it's. I think the Vikings have a very, very, very good chance of winning that first game yeah. in U.S. Bank Stadium here in a week and a half or so. So mm-hmm. I do too. And um, I think that first win, if they do get it in U.S. Bank Stadium, that would just be a huge confidence boost, not just for Kevin O'Connell, but just – just for everybody because everything even for the vets the guys that have been on this team since like mm-hmm. forever it's all new to them because they've only ever had Zimmer as coach so right. um that first win could truly like fuel something special for the rest of the year even if they don't get it I'm not saying that the season's over but um it could be special if they do I, and I agree wholeheartedly let's keep building on that momentum mm-hmm. get keep the kumbaya collaboration, cooperation, all the wonderful words they've been spewing out all offseason. Let's keep that going. And the way to keep that going is to win. And it looks Mm -hmm. right now like they've got a good basis for a roster. We might see some changes in the next 24, 48 hours onwards. But there's a good base there. I think we have a good chance. I want to thank you for coming on today. And doing this, this has been fun this last three weeks. We've got to get you on more. And Yes. Uh, I wish you well and hope you have a great night. Thanks, you too. What do we always say? Skull. Skull Viking! Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout-out goes to our partners, the Daily Norseman, where the best Vikings content can be found. And to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. Skull, everybody. Skull.